Hello and welcome to the Mass Singer Rehap Up Podcast. I am your host, Puya the Omelet Zanvakili, and here to break down this deliciously long premiere of the Mass Singer with me is none other than my amazing co-host, Liana the Floss Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? What? <laughs> is this going to be a thing now? Because again, I'm still not here for it. Also, why am I floss? Did you eat an omelet this morning? Did you floss? I don't get any of this, but I don't know. The show is so ridiculous. So maybe these intros do kind of make sense. Uh, like I know Survivor premiered this week and Big Brother ended, but uh, I don't know. We can keep it a little bit of a secret between us all, but I maybe have been more excited for all of the craziness on The Mass Singer. So here <laughs> we are. Yeah, well, to answer your many questions that you put out there, yes, this is going to happen every week. Um, if you had looked at the clue package, it's a stupid that you bit. Got, I mean, how dare you? <laughs> how how dare Ken John called the pun police? I'm gonna call the rude police on you because that's not nice. Oh God, whatever. Do you, do you just like randomize nouns? No, <laughs> I. We're just gonna go from a list. I am creative. I came up with these organically. They were homegrown in my head, and I put them out there. The reason you are the floss, Liana Boris is because the floss is a dance that is made popular by the backpack kid. Oh, no. Why yes. am I the backpack kid? You are not the back. We'll get into why you're the floss when we talk Liana, about these people the backpack later. kid Boris? That's going to be my next nickname. You just spoiled week two coverage nickname. Oh, sh- but, you know, guys, I'm sorry. Liana's just out here. We'll change it for next week. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. But well, I'm- okay. I hear people don't like banter at the beginning of a show, so... <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, we'll be okay. I feel like our banter can, you know, do fine. It'll be fine. Guys, is it fine? Yeah, see, they're saying it's fine. We're fine. fine. Um, But yeah, no, to be ridiculous (laughs) is an understatement. The show's ridiculous. Our podcast is ridiculous. But we're going to talk about all of it. We're going to talk about eight brand new identities. And we're going to break down everything that they did. We're going to talk about the matchups. And um, just to start it off, 8 million people tuned into the premiere of The Mass Singer, rivaling Survivor on Wednesday nights. And uh, The Mass Singer ended the night on top, Liana. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, so I know that The Mass Singer definitely gained popularity over the course of season one. Like, I know that the finale did really well. It's now just kind of crazy to see, uh, okay, apparently this is a thing. I don't know if this is going to be a short-term obsession or if it's here for the long haul, but um, I know between the success here in the United States and all of the franchises that we're seeing all over the world, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty crazy, it definitely some, seems to resonate with people, which I can't believe I'm saying that as I look at a picture of a man dressed as an ice cream cone so um you know (laughs) i don't know yeah it's it's incredible it is one of those things where i feel like it caught fire and now they're gonna churn him out right because we know that there's gonna be a season three confirmed coming in after the super bowl in 2020 so it's definitely something that right now is on top of the world and is doing well is it does it have longevity this is a debate that i saw going on on the internet this week we'll just have to wait and see maybe we run out of unique identities to use maybe they end up having the peacock the second on like season five and it's like well this is played out we jumped the shark let's just move on who knows but for right now it's captivating no they'll have to go with something as stupid as the floss (laughs) stop why are you shading that it's a good because it's stupid (laughs) oh and i'm sorry an egg is like a very creative one (laughs) 
Okay, I guess like isn't okay. What's worse, uh, the omelet or the egg? <laughs> I guess they're pretty similar. Although I don't know, there's something weird about like the fact that it's sort of this like assembled food item mm-hmm. because I don't know. I don't know why that's weird. I can't believe this is a discussion that I'm having today. Yeah, we're we're talking. You know, it's like apples to oranges, Liana, I and mean, we're kind of splitting hairs here. It's kind of <laughs> okay, the same thing. But they're fruit. You can still compare them. <laughs> oh, shout out, little Dicky. But yeah, no, I feel like the omelet is better because you can do different types. Imagine the omelet comes out in five different costumes throughout the season because there's so many different ways an omelet can be made. Oh, like, right. Like this week, it's the Denver omelet. Mm. Um, You know, (laughs) next week, it's the veggie omelet. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We have so much to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And we've really, really had this big debate. We'll figure out what the right answer is later. But for now, let's talk about the four matchups we had. So. Today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the egg versus the butterfly or egg versus butterfly. We still don't know which one is the right way to go about it. We'll just wing it. And then Rottweiler, Ladybug, Thingamajig, Skeleton, and Tree and Ice Cream. These were the four matchups of this week. That's right. Winging it like the butterfly. Um, also, I just think it's egg because <laughs> I heard Nick Cannon at one point just say egg. So I prefer it to just be egg, although it's sad that, uh, you know, spoiler alert, no. egg got on. If you have not watched the episode and you plan on watching the episode, do that before the podcast. If you're just tuning in for the podcast, sorry about the whole egg versus omelet thing. That's Puya's <laughs> fault. Um, but yeah, egg gets unmasked or un- gets cracked open. <laughs> it's a very hard bold discussion we're having right now, but it's OK. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think we'll just say egg from now on for the duration of this podcast. And then we never have to say egg again. Okay. But yeah. Okay, fine. Deal. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So we'll just um, we'll go in order um, as it makes the most sense. So we're going to first off talk about the butterfly versus egg. So, Liana, what was your first take seeing these two contestants walk out down the runway and stand next to Nick Cannon? Yeah. So first of all, I mean, the format of this season is a little different um, from the very first episode from the first season. So originally in the first season, it was like, again, they did the 2v2, but then it was just sort of of the bottom three, one was going to get voted out. Um, So it was kind of cool to have, you know, still 2v2 or 1v1 um, and then have like another matchup afterwards. So I thought that that was pretty cool in general. I like that because we got to see more from some of these singers. Um, But in terms of butterfly versus egg, so I guess let's just focus on butterfly because they don't really actually go up against each other except for in the vote um i mean i think butterfly killed it here i think butterfly was definitely the winner i mean uh she sang i assume she sang bang bang that's by Je- is that jesse J? that's right? jesse J. yeah yeah um i thought that she was a really good singer i thought she had a little bit of a higher pitch because i know there were some suggestions like oh she might be older um but i think she's actually younger i think she's just accomplished a lot in her career mm-hmm. um and her performance had all the sparkly shadow people which i thought was really crazy and i was here for yeah no i definitely think that the butterfly brought production with her Every the dancers, the routine, everything was well thought out. I thought it really came together well. The song Bang Bang is high energy to start off the season with a big song. I always think helps last year. I believe we had the greatest showman by the Peacock was what mm-hmm. brought us into the crazy world of the mass singer. So I do think it started off the show on the on a, you know, on the right note. And just a couple of things that I felt rem- I remembered after watching this go down 
that the security team around these people when they're walking them down are just they take themselves way too seriously. Like <laughs> I'm like 100% here for these actors <laughs> that are just like in their shitty suits just thinking that they're the total shit. Like I love it. But holding their ears like they got an earpiece. Like, calm down, guy. You're wearing glasses indoors. I never rate that. I'm not about that. <laughs> like, take you in your polyester suit and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Leave. Yeah, yeah. I um. The other thing I liked about the butterfly is um, she had these like distinct things that she thought were personifying a butterfly, kind of like these head movements, which reminded me of uh, the rabbit from last season. Yeah, the uh, the physical like head movements of just like jerking to the side. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I, I I have not studied butterflies intently. I don't know if that's like butterflies twitch. Um, but I actually have. So in terms of her costume, I mean, I think it's really pretty. It's definitely more bug than like gorgeous. But I mean, it's still really yeah. pretty. But I think because of the eyes, it really looks like a bug. So um, apparently, uh, Nicole Sesternino, uh watched this episode <gasps> of The Mass Singer, and I guess I can't remember if it was Dominic or Anthony, but was like creeped out by the butterfly. Ooh, <laughs> so. I, I can see why it's not the it's not a conventional butterfly. I feel like there wasn't enough focus on the wings; it was more so the figure. So the insect was more the focus than like a beautiful flying butterfly, right? <laughs> like it's weird to say it was more bug. Yeah, <laughs> the butterfly is a bug. I think, um, but I think it's because the eyes, like the eyes, were such a focal point of the yeah. whole thing. But no, I mean, she killed it. I mean, especially uh, like towards the end, like belting a lot of those notes. I mean, that takes talent. Yeah, I definitely came out of this performance thinking this is a singer of some capacity, like definitely yes. some kind of professional yes. singer. So. Yeah, I I think she's definitely a professional singer. I mean, I guess we can sort of get into the clue package that we saw from her and start to think about some of our guesses because, okay, so like Puya said in our preseason show, like we're trying to stay away from, you know, reading about other people's theories. Although, you know, um, like if you want to send your guesses, that's cool. But but I'm trying to like come up with my own ideas. (laughs) But I thought her clue package was really, really hard to dissect because here's what I got. Okay, so she's achieved success in many stages in life. So that's why I think Nicole... Uh, the judge, not Nicole Sisterino, you know, um, <laughs> thought that she was probably older because, you know, talking about, oh, achieving success in many stages in life. But now that we have people who are like child performers and child actors, that could be like, oh, I achieved success when I was, you know, five and 12 and 18, you know? Right. Um, and then honestly, I didn't really, I mean, she took a year off. I don't know, really know what that means. She's apparently scared of London, which she used to call home. Not that she was necessarily born there, but used to call home. Um, and then the other big thing that I got was the take you to church. Like, can I get an amen? Mm. So, of course, you know, if I was a judge, I'd be like, oh, my God, it's Tammy Faye Mesner. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, that's not my real guess. <laughs> yeah, I agree that this was the first clue package we get. And immediately I was like, if these this is how it's going to be. For every single person, I'm going to struggle this season more like, than we're last screwed. season. Yeah, like <laughs> this podcast is going to be. So yeah, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. Especially after we've said that we're going to try and come up with some guesses. But there are some things that I think we're going to be able to. It's going to stack on top of each other. There's going to be layers to this, and I think mm-hmm. looking at this as the foundation, it's a good vague place to start. Because mm-hmm. it's someone who's had to deal with some stuff in the past year because they've been. Uh, the butterfly mentioned that they've been waiting patiently in their cocoon for metamorphosis for the past year. So that's one thing for me to put aside there. And like you mentioned, the 
a place they used to call home. We see a, a picture of Big Ben. So it's definitely London, England. And for me, I honestly didn't come out of this with any guesses. I will. I'm not afraid to say that this is someone that I have to see more of before I can make a guess. But what we can talk about is the guesses that the judges had. And I want to take a moment to address one of the first comments we got on our post from Tim Westin, which says, did the judges suddenly get significantly better? I think they had a decent night. I put this at the start here to say to Tim, uh, no, they did not. They set a very low bar last season, and some of them were good, but most of them were very WTF for me, and we'll get to all of them. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, the uh, there were definitely some absolutely disaster guesses. Although, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I think the clues are a little bit harder. Um, I think there were some. So, like, the guessing of the egg, I thought, uh, was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought one insight from the judges on the butterfly that was weird or interesting and I don't know if this is right, but Nicole, I think, who said it, it was like, oh, English people always do Southern accents when they're trying to be American. Is that a thing? Yeah. Like, are you kidding? I'm pretty sure outside of North America, when someone thinks American, they immediately go Valley Girl. Right. I feel like that's the default. Who who's like, you know what? I want to do the harder one. I want to do Southern accent. Like, that's not happening. I don't think someone British would go for Southern as a default. So that was a very Mm -hmm. weird needle to thread by Nicole Scherzinger. Definitely. Okay, yeah, I I don't know the accuracy of this, but I was like, that's kind of a crazy thing. But that's why I was talking about when she said she's from scared of. Okay, she's scared of London, a place Mm -hmm. she used to call home. I mean, she didn't say London, but it's obviously like it's Big Ben. So um, that's why I used to call home. Maybe she's not born in England, but maybe she lived there for a while or something like that. Um, so I don't know. But yeah, I also have zero guesses for the butterfly. I was like, yeah, we're definitely screwed. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. So like for the butterfly, we're pretty much going into like better luck next time territory. As for the judges, I think they're also in the same position we are, even though they belted out some guesses. So Nicole Scherzinger went with Cara Delevingne and then Diana Ross, which are two completely opposite guesses. Like, I don't think it's either of them. Yeah, like, how do you oscillate between the two? And I really don't think it's either, either. I think the reason Cara Delevingne got picked is because when the uh, butterfly was talking about um, achieving success in many stages in her life, it, it showed a photo. She was going through a photo shoot. So I think that's where mm-hmm. Nicole's mind went at that point. But then with the voice and the performance, that's where the Diana Ross came. Yeah, well, and Robin Thicke made his creepy comment of this segment, which was, she has slender legs. <laughs> slim legs, though. Slim like Robin Thicke, <laughs> calm yourself down. Get some Aquafina at the side of your table because you thirsty. Relax. Not one uh, person in yet. Um. Yeah, so, but I think, you know what? The Butterfly is somebody who I think did really well. I think she's a front runner for sure. And so I think she'll be on the show longer. And I do wonder if, you know, because this is an edited show, they put it together. If it's like, well, you know, we need more clues to because the Butterfly is going to last longer in the show. So we don't want to reveal anything right away. Whereas the people who went home this episode, I don't know, like I definitely guessed one of them. and I think you guessed the other. So yeah, uh, maybe that's part of the strategy of the editing of the show. I don't know. That's a very, very solid observation because I hadn't even thought of that for a second where it's kind of like an edgic thing now. It's like, okay, well, this is really vague. So the butterfly might be going to the end, y'all. Like, that's what's going on. But 
in thinking about it, the two that did get revealed, we kind of had the whole picture. Like there wasn't any like, oh, we got to wait till next week and see what the layers are. So yeah, maybe there's some legs to this. Well, speaking of that, um, let's talk about, I think, the next contestant, uh, Egg. Egg. <laughs> egg which oh uh because i noticed it with egg i didn't notice it with butterfly but i noticed it within some other contestants afterwards it seemed like the audience had a specific hand motion <laughs> and chant it was like associated with specific contestants so egg it was like you put your hands up above your head like you're you know doing the ymca but you make like an o yeah and then you go egg 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 <laughs> Yeah, this was a new thing, I feel like, for the audience to yeah, have a little fun new. with. Because um, <laughs> the butterfly did have one, too. The butterfly had, you know, the um, the dancing scene in Napoleon Dynamite when he's doing his talent show solo? Mm-hmm. And he does, like, the hand wings thing that fly? That was the butterfly's uh, oh motion. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so funny. I don't know. if this, Is that something that, like, production was like, okay, <laughs> let's have all the audience members, like, learn this one hand motion. Yeah, the, like, listen, like, everyone's trashing us for just making people yell, take it off. We got, we, everyone's got to yell everything now. So yell egg and make the egg motion. And that's how you show your support. And sure enough, it's stuck because I was, that was stuck in my head for, I was like, egg, egg over nothing. <laughs> oh my God, I was stuck in my head too. I was like <laughs> making food before. So I recorded the B&B before this. And I was like making some food before the B&B. And I was like, egg, egg, egg. It's <laughs> like doing the hand motion. I was very much here for it. I am gonna be chastised when i go like egg at work um but whatever i don't care (laughs) don't go to a diner for the next week oh my gosh can you imagine i'm at brunch on sunday egg egg egg. (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting eggs benedict egg 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 just like cheering from the background the ma'am you can take the exit and leave <laughs> oh my god talk about puns Oof. uh maybe it was good that egg went <laughs> they honestly unloaded all of them in this episode i feel like yeah i was like all right guys egg's gonna go like we gotta get out these egg puns asap egg sap if you will oh we will not <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we get to talk about egg now and uh when egg, egg comes out egg egg <laughs> Egg, egg, egg. Nicole Scherzinger's instinct is to say it's like Michael Jackson and Prince, but in an egg. <laughs> oh my god, I wrote that quote down too because I was just laughing so hard, especially because so I have a quote board um that you know sometimes I do like inspirational quotes like make myself feel better, yeah. but sometimes I just do absolutely ridiculous quotes like for the Big Brother finale I did um you are expected to expect the unexpected. Classic. Yeah, so I'm really thinking about. I'm like Michael Jackson and Prince, but in an egg. <laughs> because I don't know why, but that makes me really happy. It's it's inspiring you. It's it inspires. Yeah. It really truly inspires me. It should be on your short list for the board. I give it the endorsement for now until we get to others in this season. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So the egg. So the egg performs the oh, uh, oh. song that is well beloved, uh, Lady Gaga's "Just Dance," and. I loved the performance. My immediate reaction was, it really sucks that one of these two is in the bottom. Like, Mm -hmm. I was not happy with that at all. I thought the performance was good. I thought the dancers were doing their thing. I loved the egg swagger um, with the movements, hitting all the points. And it was everything I needed an egg to do, really. Filling. It was a filling performance for your boy. (laughs) 
it's really providing all the entertainment and nutrients I needed. I thought it was really, really cute. Mm. Um, it was very clear that um, whomever was in that costume, which we find out, but was having so much fun um, and really like not that bad of a singer. Um, so, I mean, it was hard because I think as soon as Egg started singing, I was like, ooh, I think Butterfly has this um, because I thought Butterfly just started everything so strong. Um, but I thought this was a good song choice for Egg's voice. What a weird sentence. Um, but uh, I, I just I really enjoyed the performance. It was really fun. It was cool to have the marquee in the background. Um, so I was here for it. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would give it an over medium in that performance. It was really good, but not good enough to beat out the butterfly. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> So the clues, though, so I actually thought that I so from the clue package, I was able to figure it out that I thought it was a winter Olympic potentially ice skater mm-hmm. from the clues, because essentially it was like the I want to be on or I'm used to being on the top of the pyramid going for gold, a leap for me, which gave me the like skater thing. There was the skateboard, but I was but because of the snow globe, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I think that that's a win- that means seems like more of the winter Olympics. Um, so I didn't once the judges then started guessing like Adam Rapon and Johnny Weir, then I was like, oh yes, yes, yes. Like it it's definitely one of these two. So I thought those were actually really solid guesses. And this made me feel at least a little bit more confident in my own guessing abilities <laughs> when it came to <laughs> these clues. Yeah, I um also felt similarly that it I was like figure skating based on the grace of the performance and the movements, I was like figure skater makes sense uh winter definitely made sense what my favorite part of all of this was robin thick's dumbass being like uh there was a skateboard in the package but i don't think it's tony hawk like (laughs) so therefore it's not a skateboarder like there couldn't be other skateboarders out there yeah i thought that was so funny it was like well i thought skateboarding but yeah like because tony hawk is apparently the only skateboarder that i know which is great so we're like limited to the collective knowledge of robin thick like if there actually was a skateboarder on here you'd be like well tony hawk's taller so (laughs) and there's only one skateboarder in the entire world and it's tony hawk um but yeah i thought that was funny and again of course lots of egg puns here as well yeah no this is kind of where it started Uh, nick cannon had a bunch before he even introduced the clue package devilish on scramble the egg said excellent in the package so there was a lot going on here the one thing i will say is that they are definitely trying to give you a lot of different types of clues and that's why the next two guesses were kind of all over the board so obviously we kind of started zeroing in on the figure skater but then ken jong went with uh, jonathan van ness from queer eye and Nicole Scherzinger went with Christian Siriano, fashion designer. And these were based on, well, honestly, Ken Jong, I was kind of surprised with that guess. I didn't even think it was applicable. Um, but Christian Siriano is a fashion designer. And there was this uh, little picture of a wedding dress before the picture with the skateboard. So that's where Nicole Scherzinger's mind went to. Yeah, but the thing is, is that, okay, so let's say you have one clue that fits. You have to look at the other clues also, judges, mm-hmm. right? Like, going for the gold top of the pyramid, like, what? oh, okay, yeah, fashion designer. No, yeah. like, it's a leap for me. And the way that Egg emphasized leap when he said it in his package, like, it's very clearly something with, like, dancing or jumping or whatever. So, um, yeah, like, no, don't be stupid. Yeah, I, I was like, where do have I seen this kind of behavior? And this is going to be a very, very, um, you know, low key kind of reference. But 
Remember Andy from this past season of Survivor Australia? Okay. And how Andy for the uh, merge name was like, this means sacrifice. No, lamb. Sacrifice to the lamb. Like that kind of through line where you think of one thing and then you make everything revolve around it. The judges do this all the time. And you are right. There are like, this is like a puzzle. You got to use all the pieces to complete the puzzle and get your answer. You're not going to get it from one place. Yeah. I mean, that being said, like I call the judges idiots when I'm a complete idiot because (laughs) I don't know anything about anything. Um, But I actually, I said that I had a similar through line for the ice cream. So like not to jump too far ahead, but I was like, oh, because you know how they were guessing marshmallow. So Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, ice cream, marshmallow. Android operating systems, Google, the internet, Al Gore. It's definitely Al Gore. <laughs> it's member pig. <laughs> it has to be. Like, yeah, that's just like sometimes how the logic is. Um, so, but, it, you know, it's fun. It's entertaining. And these weren't significant, but I want to touch on them. Um, at the end of both of these performances, Nick Cannon hits them with the, uh, he's like, all right, my turn to ask a question. And he just asked them, what makes you a butterfly and what makes you an egg? I was like, Nick Cannon, try harder or just don't do this. Like, this is pointless. Uh, it is hard hitting journalism at its finest. Nick Cannon for CNN. <laughs> uh, it might happen. Um, but then um, the one other thing I want to say that we haven't talked about is that last season in the premiere episode, when the performers were walking onto the stage, we got the little Chiron with their name. And that's the infamous moment where they gave us all their heights and ruined everything because we all figured out who everyone was because we had the accurate height to like height check them. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time the Chiron had two things, which were strength and weakness, and they were just related to the costume. So they were essentially nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so that's why I was actually trying to figure out whether or not those clues pertain to the actual celebrity themselves, because Eggs was well-rounded and cracks under pressure. And I was like, OK, that's like just egg jokes. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, so then uh, uh, the uh, panel and the audience get to vote on who moves on to the next round. No, I think it's just for this. I think it's just the audience. Or does the panel vote here? I thought the panel just voted in the Smackdowns. I'm, I think they voted in both. I think the audi- the panel votes specifically in the battle at the end. But no, I, I think the judges vote in the Smackdown and the audience votes here. That's... Okay, okay, well, you know what, listeners, tell, tell us the right answer. Okay, like... Yeah. All I know is that the audience doesn't vote for the SmackDown. For sure. I mean... Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Well, Butterfly wins. Congratulations, Butterfly. Spread your wings and fly Eggs to the next go round. go into the SmackDown so and fly to the next round. Yeah, you could, you could write for them. Poor Egg. Egg, Egg, <laughs> Egg. Okay, can we talk about Thingamajig now? Yeah, this Thingamajig yeah. is by far the favorite, the representative for this podcast. We love the Thingamajig. He's our mascot. Um, I think because apparently the only characters that I really root for, although I have other favorites, I will say, um, like I really liked Butterfly and there's another contestant I'll talk about later. Um, and I also really liked Egg. I'm really sad Egg went, uh, but whatever. Um, apparently I only like contestants that are like made up, they're fake and they're like super fluffy and they have little cute (laughs) costumes. (laughs) So thingamajig may be my new monster. Um, so I really, really loved the performance here. I mean, I think that thingamajig chose perfect song for his voice, easy by the Commodores. Um, very just, um, 
uh, I mean, a really strong vocal performance. Plus, the performance itself, like, yeah, there wasn't a lot of dancing, but I don't think that was necessary for the song. And in the background, there was the kaleidoscope with all of the little thingamajigs, which made me very <laughs> happy. It was so cute. Um, if I could have a monster plushie and then a thingamajig plushie at the end of this, I'd be very happy. Make it happen, Fox. Um, <laughs> but I, I enjoyed the performance. What did you think? I loved it. I loved everything to do with the thingamajig. Thingamajig, from the one little snippet I saw of him in the uh, sneak peek and in videos uh, like uh, going around online, was my favorite. I was enamored. I loved it. And I was here for it. I will say that coming in, I had what I thought was a very, very obvious answer to who the thingamajig is. And then promptly by the first 10 seconds of the package, I was like, I'm wrong. Cancel abort mission. It's not them. So I am very intrigued where the thingamajig is going to go. I think the thingamajig is someone we're going to see till the end. I genuinely believe that the thingamajig is primed for finale. And yeah, I I co-sign. Yeah. And the song choice was incredible. I liked it. And uh, the judges, they, you know, they, you know, God bless them. They're trying. But We'll get to that. The judges just don't know what they're talking about with the thingamajig. They don't get it. They really don't. Okay, so so, um, so for the clues, um, mm-hmm. so I actually had a similar impression. So I think we probably saw the same video because it was the... Um, uh, so we, I actually kind of knew that the thingamajig was going to move on because I saw a performance online of the thingamajig singing a different song. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, wait to spoil your own show, but whatever. Because um, the butterfly, I saw a promo of the butterfly, but she was singing this song. She was singing Bang Bang. So right. Anyway, so I saw the thingamajig sing this other song in this promo, and I was convinced it was Wayne Brady. Oh, my God. Uh, like, same. Nothing in my <laughs> mind could convince me otherwise. I was like, it's Wayne Brady. Done deal. Sounds just like him. I listened to Whose Line Is It Anyway and like watched that show for so long. Same. Definitely Wayne Brady. Oh, my God. <laughs> I start Symphonic. watching. Yeah, I start watching this. The clue package and I had the same response as you. I was like. Oh, it's not Wayne Brady. Oops. Oh, no. <laughs> At all. I'm so wrong. So then I had to spend the entire time trying to just like reset and figure out who I thought it was. Um, so some of the clues that were uh, like gentle giants of the feathery kind, which I don't get, but I, I, I will explain who I think it is in a moment. Yes. Um it's obviously, I mean, in my opinion, it's obviously an athlete. Like you Definitely. see the sneakers, walks a tightrope, not known to be a singer. Um, so I was talking with my sister about this because this is the new family obsession, apparently. Um, and she, so she, I knew it was a, a um, basketball player, but she actually made the suggestion. So shout out Marisa uh, for making this. Um, and she said that it was a basketball player um, named, hold on. Oladipo, Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Okay, so so that was like her suggestion. And then I went back and I rewatched and um there's a line that says like magic case um something about keeping up the pace and Come apparently yeah, he like he was drafted by um the Orlando Magic and now he plays for the Pacers. That's right. Um so and there was the number 4 on the cupcake and That's his Wait. That's let me his check. number, I think. Oh, snap. It is his jersey number. Yeah. But OK, here's what I will say. So that's my current theory. But there was stuff about like red carpet events, the gentle giant the, of the feathery kind. So I was trying to figure out if he was like related, <laughs> I was say related to a bird. That doesn't make any sense. Um, 
Um, I'm more than just fashion shoots and dreams. So I don't know if the shoots is like basketball shooting the ball. I don't know what a tightrope has. Anyway, the point is that I have a theory that I think it's him, but I don't know for sure. I'm not convinced yet. So we'll see. Yeah, that's actually a very good, very good case to be made that it could be Victor Oladipo um, because I also zeroed in on it's got to be a basketball player, but who? And I do follow the NBA, but it took a while for me to like put this together. So like in the video package, there are triangles in the background and the triangle offense is a popular call uh, for strategy in basketball. And then there's another line that says all the stars led to this gig, which led me to believe it's got to be an NBA all-star. So it's not, it can't be just someone. So, so it's got to be of the upper echelon and the cupcake did have the number four. That kind of solves for me. If it's Old Depot, that makes sense that that's what it was, um, because once the uh, the damn judges said that it could be um, it could be rings, I started thinking, OK, who's won four times? And then whoever this is has an amazing voice, amazing yeah. voice. So I'm very intrigued. I'm very intrigued to find out where we go from here. Maybe we'll find out closer later on that, OK, it's either him or it's another NBA star. All I know is. Whichever one they are, I will draft them on my team. I will trade for them on my fantasy basketball team this upcoming season. And I will purchase their records. Obviously, if they continue on the same level, because I am a fan of. Do you um, do you get points in fantasy basketball for like best singer? <laughs> Is that a thing? Well, if you did, Antonio Brown definitely got none last season. Spoiler alert. He was on last season. Oh, for fantasy football. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, talk about people being canceled. Like, the judges are, are all canceled. Like, he's canceled. Um, no, actually, the thing about the the very first part of the clue package that was all of the shapes and stuff, I mm-hmm. was like, oh, this looks just like In Living Color. I was like, it's one of the <laughs> Wayne brothers. Like, it's obviously has to, like, who it has to be. And I was like, oh, no, no, that's wrong, too. Because my thought process is, like, Wayne Brady to In Living Color to yeah. be a basketball player. Um, it was very much a roller coaster ride for me yeah and then uh when asked his question which is uh what is a thingamajig thingamajig responded that it's a thing that likes to majig I so mean, uh, pretty obvious can't beat, can't beat that um yeah. so i i wasn't really paying attention to what the judges were um guessing but the one comment that stood out to me was i think robin thick was like he's like a mixture between larry king and a muppet <laughs> which yeah. he made Larry Bird? He had to have, right? Because, like, why Larry King? Uh, where? Like, yeah, exactly. It was like, did the editors include this just to, like, shade Robin Thicke? I think so, especially because then he made, a like, a legitimate guess at Michael Strahan afterwards, or legitimate for him, but... Yeah, definitely. I went back and listened because I was like, did I write this wrong? Did, was it actually Larry Bird? Because that would make sense because, like, you know, feathers and yeah. stuff. Well, and but basketball player, right? Exactly. Like, and duh. tall basketball player. So, no, that's <laughs> not what happened. Get Larry King. <laughs> yeah. You know, Robin Thicke doesn't watch CNN, so. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So, well, he won't see Nick Cannon in his debut. <laughs> yeah, CNN. maybe that's what he needs to get to CNN. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my god! Um, yeah. So yeah, rooting for Thingamajig. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And my um, I do have a nominee for the worst guess of this episode. Worst guess of this episode. Jenny McCarthy gets up and says, "You know, I saw the thing with ruffle feathers. Um, I think uh, Steph Curry. What? Where? How? I mean, at least she guessed basketball player. 
I mean, like you, she right. gets Jason Alexander for the skeleton, which is a hot mess. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? It's no, horrible. We'll that. Yeah. In whatever. So yeah, spoiler alert: Jenny McCarthy was the one person who, from the jump, guessed correctly on Egg. But then I feel like as much praise as we should give there, really fumbled with a lot of her other guesses here. And it's just like, it's one of those things like, oh, basketball player? All right, I'm just going to name the most popular one in the world right now. Okay, Steph Curry. Uh, Nicole Scherzinger won with Dennis Rodman. And then they all made jokes about North Korea. Ha ha ha. Very funny. Very timely. And then uh, Robin Thicke went with, as I said, Michael Strahan is uh, what he said. Mm-hmm. And... His justification right before we went to commercial was, well, he sang easy and easy like Sunday morning, you know, Sunday football. And they're like, oh, my God, Robin, you're so smart. And that's when I realized the bar is really low to be smart on this panel. No, that's like it's the exact same thing. It's like, well, he said it's like easy like Sunday morning, Sunday morning football, you know, uh, f- football nachos, <laughs> um, nacho. You know what I mean? Like you just yeah. go on this like ridiculous continuation of logic that doesn't make any sense it's like a wikipedia rabbit hole like come to life yeah well do you like here's how we could have gotten to wayne brady if we were on the panel easy like sunday morning sunday brunch the brady brunch brady bunch brady (laughs) wayne brady boom sign us up nailed it it's definitely (laughs) wayne brady done (laughs) (laughs) okay i want to talk about skeleton now yes please let's go Okay. Um so I thought that okay, so first of all, the performance was um hmm, how do I put this? Bizarre. It was, inter- it was bizarre. Um it was entertaining, I think. <laughs> um like I definitely couldn't take my eyes off of what was happening. Um because it was a mashup, right? Yeah. It was a mashup. Yeah. And- so I thought that that was interesting. Yeah, and it was an interesting choice. Immediately when the skeleton came out, I'm like, this is an old person. Not because skeleton, Rude. but just the, the rhythm and the moves. I was like, these are straight out of, like, I don't want to pick a decade and, like, shame anyone wow. from that decade. you're going to be, like, super ageist right now, and you're going to get canceled. Although, I don't, you know, Again. young people on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't come at me, millennials. I'm also a millennial. I know what streams are. I know what drip is. Anyways, moving on. Um, no, I, I definitely was like this an older person. Just right off the bat, that was the vibe I got. And then I did not expect the skeleton of all the contestants to pull out a mashup song involving Rapper's Delight, Sugar Hill Gang. I was floored when this happened. Mm. And I was like, this is going to be bad. And then it started happening. I was like, this is fun. Like, I'm bopping my head to this. This is fun. And then, if not for the fact that we had seen a snippet clip of the thingamajig singing another song, I would have definitely been worried. Because I was like, the audience is eating this up. The judges are eating this up. This could be the upset. This could be the unicorn beating the monster in round one of last season. I was really worried. I would have been still, worried. I'm still mad about that. <laughs> Whatever. It's not important. I have more important things in life. Monster got the last laugh. Especially because the monster one. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I think this was def- something that was total camp. And I think that's why it was really appealing to the audience. Because like, I also similarly had a fun time watching, even though it wasn't necessarily the best um, vocal performance. Uh, yeah. But I guess to talk about the clues. So Ken Jong, not to jump too far ahead, but is like for sure certain that it's Martin Short. And I will say, watching the clue package, I narrowed down, it has to be someone from SNL. 
I mean, you had like, oh, it's a wild and wild and crazy party. So like, oh, we're just two wild and crazy guys. Like that was the first thing I thought of. Um, And uh, and so that's like my personal feeling is that I think it's definitely someone from SNL. Um, I agree with you. It's probably someone who's um, more experienced. Uh, but whether or not smart and short, I'm not sure, but I could totally see it because I even felt that the modulated voice during the answers on stage, not during the clue um, package, but mm-hmm. I felt like I could kind of hear Martin Short's voice there. So I agree with Ken. I think it's Martin Short, but definitely someone from SNL. Yeah, no, that's and that's fair. I, I feel like Martin Short is far and wide, probably one of the more popular picks after this performance and after this unveiling. Um, I have gone a different route and for me, so these are the clues, right? So, uh, no fear of death, been around the block a few times. So many doors have opened for me. My key to success is to say, yes, I've always played second fiddle, which this is where Jenny McCarthy's infamous. Oh my God is Jason Alexander comes out, which is dumb. Um, and then the wild and crazy party and party on dudes was the last thing skeleton said. So I have it down to two people. One who I don't really know much about, um, and then one who I don't feel that strongly about, but would be really fun if it's them. So my pick, Puya's pick, as of this moment, is Steve Buscemi for Skeleton. Yeah. and Why? Here's the thing. So Steve Buscemi does play second fiddle. Outside of Boardwalk Empire, I feel like I haven't seen Steve Buscemi in anything where he's like the anchor. He's like the main guy. It's always like second lead or third lead right so for me that was kind of my judges moment where i took that and ran with it and then i looked at some of his credentials he's got golden globe noms he's got golden golden globe win he's got emmy noms and he has an emmy win as well so i feel pretty decently um and just in the banter at the end there to like stop and like kind of throw shade I thought that was a little bit uh, during the SmackDown to say, I feel pretty good that it could be CB Shemmy. Because when I heard Party on Dudes, all I could think of was the 30 Rock scene where he says, greetings, fellow kids. I thought, oh, but that's a reference to, is that a reference to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? I right, thought? which my second guess was Alex Winter because of oh, that. From, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. But I feel I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm saying I'm not completely sold at Steve Buscemi, but I started making this case that I felt good about until I thought <laughs> about it later. But I was like, I'm going to die on this hill for now then. No, I love it because then you have just like this confirmation bias of like, no, 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 no. It's de- <laughs> like anything that happens. You're like, no, no, no. It's definitely him. Yeah. Um, I he wouldn't he he's got like bug eyes, though. So he's probably the butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> it's he's listen, he's either skeleton or the butterfly, but he's one it of them. Ha- it has to be one of the two. I refuse to accept any other answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, uh, I, I have a feeling like skeleton won't be around for long. For some reason, I put skeleton in the same boat as like pineapple from last season. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, that's a good place to put Skeleton. Honestly, it's funny because I do think Skeleton is going to last a little longer than someone like Pineapple because of the weird dancing and just the extra movements that the Skeleton's putting out there. Like, I don't think I think Skeleton's one of the few performers who's outside of singing stuff is getting more favor for them. to stay. Yeah, that's true. Also, the what was the OK, 
you may have to correct me, but that super weird interaction after the performance when what was it? Nick Cannon asked a question, but the skeleton was like shake, 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 and like was creeping all up on Nick Cannon. Yeah, what yeah. What the yeah. hell so was that? It was something about hips, I think, is what they asked. And he's like, that was weird. I don't have hips, but I have books bones and just started like gyrating i was like skeleton put it in, keep it in your pants like what are you doing i again don't quote me on that because i'm pretty sure that's not exactly what was said that but it was close so worse. um also it's got creepy so like i know that the tu- it's supposed to be like a tuxedo like jacket kind of thing but they mm-hmm. like curl up in a really weird way i don't mm-hmm. know like in the costume it's very bizarre yeah, no, it was it was a it the, the outfit of the skeletons is definitely definitely a choice. But we'll just have to wait and see if there's more to the skeleton than meets the eye. We got to put him under the X-ray and find out. <laughs> Nailed it. Nerd. Right. So, after we watched these four performances, we got the bottom two figured out. Uh yeah, spoiler alert, skeletons not making it. Smackdown. Smackdown. So, I was like, why are they calling it a SmackDown? That's a weird, weird thing to say. And then we get an, we get a little ad on the bottom left saying, you know, WWE SmackDown coming to Fox in October. And immediately it all clicked. Cause I remember hearing about SmackDown being acquired by Fox to be on their network. So cross promotion going on here. Got two SmackDowns and then from thin air falls this massive microphone that's got like feather boa no it it was like covered in the leftovers from the thingamajig costume <laughs> like we gotta sew something up because i guess the cord was ugly <laughs> i don't know yeah and then you know nick cannon does you know what what a generic uh before a fight night kind of thing you know in this corner this person in this corner this person and they essentially kind of it was kind of like when the voice has their sing-off elimination where they're both on stage they're facing off but one went first and then the other went they didn't sing the same song um yeah so that's uh that's yeah, how that I, went i think the voice also though does it where so it's been a little while since i've watched but i think they also do it where they like each get to sing a song and they're still like facing off against each other so that was like the format of this so we got to see the egg sing one way or another by blondie which i love but then skeleton sang hard to handle by otis redding which like both songs i was totally here for um but I have to say, I was just in love with Egg. And also, mm-hmm. its name is Egg. And so I will say, when the skeleton won, it was probably my first heartbreak of the season. Um, I will be able to move on, I think. But I was very sad. I just thought that Egg really, really wanted to be there. And I was kind of pissed at the judges for making this decision. I agree. I think Egg was the better singer. Um, but again, for me, that's why I believe very hardly that... The skeleton progressed because of the skeleton's extra stuff outside of the singing. Like when they finished and the skeleton turns around and goes, I have a bone to pick with you, Egg, because you're about to be beat or whatever Egg said that made everyone roar like it was the best line of the world. That's when I thought, okay, you know what? Skeleton's doing the banter, doing the extra like that's that's going to nudge it in his favor a little bit. And sure enough, it did. There's nothing to take away from Egg. I feel like if Egg was in another about it could have maybe survived it was just the unlucky draw for it yeah and it was really funny though to have nicole say well there's just something so wacky about the skeleton when skeleton is standing next to egg what is like what is wackier than an egg i don't know whatever i was just sad i mean i get it i'm not too upset about it but like 
I just I stand egg. I know. It is the breakfast <laughs> of champions. That's right. I'm sorry, it's all Liana. about protein. Okay. It's <laughs> all right. I'll survive. All right. Let's get into our next matchup. All right. Yeah. So the show, uh, the way it went after this bout, they sent Egg to the back to wait until everyone else is done before Egg oh, has to unmask. Egg. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so then we go to the, the second uh, package of the night or the second round of the night with the uh, next four contestants. And the first matchup is Rottweiler versus the Ladybug. So, okay. So the Ladybug was the one costume that we actually didn't get to see in the sort of like sneak peek preview episode. So that was really cool. So I was like, oh, okay, finally, like we get to see um, the last contestant, which then I was like, well, I don't really understand why, because it's not like there was something super, super amazing about the Ladybug costume it was like oh we couldn't have shown that but whatever it's fine um okay so here's what i will say i stan the ladybug (laughs) and i don't know why but i just have like some weird affinity for the ladybug for some reason um this is going to be a super obscure reference but um in the latest season of australian survivor there's a woman named janine that i just stand regardless of I just loved her so much. Um, And I feel like the ladybug falls under a similar category for me. She did holding out for a hero, which is one of my favorite songs. And I thought she did a really good job. I mean, it wasn't amazing. Fine. I'll give you that. But like, I really liked her. And so I'm here for also her like walking out song is London bridge by Fergie. (laughs) (laughs) So as a notorious Fergie Stan, uh, I was here for it. You know, how obscure is it if we've made two references to Australian Survivor today? Yeah, that's true. I know, but we're like, we're like, we watch way too much television. That's Kuya, true. Okay, so. That's true. We're weirdos. Yeah. No, we are weirdos. I, okay, so it's, you know, I like that you have someone you're standing in the ladybug. It's not a, I wouldn't have yeah. made, this wasn't my conventional pick if I had to pick who, I uh, guess who you'd be picking. But. I dug the ladybug. The ladybug. I also had the same confusion of why did this reveal costume reveal have to wait till Emmy night? Like, did they just want to promo the show and saved one for the last? Why the ladybug? I was a little curious. Like, who could this be? Maybe this is like a big person. I'm not sure. Um, I thought the performance was okay. I thought the costume was amazing. Um, I definitely did get the vibe that the ladybug was very nervous. Um, going into this performance is the what i thought but ultimately i thought you know if you have nerves and you're on that stage and this is a performance you put out it's a pretty darn good performance so i'll give it a healthy medium over medium over another over medium yeah um which i guess is fitting because the ladybug does end up in the smackdown in the end um so i think her clue package though was also another one that was super confusing for me agreed so there was this whole like concept of like oh she's on a game show and like spinning a wheel and then they popped up sort of a three by three image yes different items so i wrote down the items that were there it was a an if you have any insight into this, please share because I really don't know what to make of this. So I got a ham hock, a skull, pictures of bridges, a stuffed dog with letters in its mouth, a pumpkin, 
a cop car, a scorpion, baseball bat, and a gavel. So talk about the clues being more confusing because they really do not know how to do any type of association between any of these items. Um, my only thought was because of the three by three image, I was like, it's someone from the Brady Bunch. Ooh. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, Eve Plum, who played Jan Brady, according to her Wikipedia page, it says that she's a singer and an American actress. So like, Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So it's funny you say that, Liana. I paused on the three by three and wrote all of them down to ask you because I was clueless. And I did also associate the three by three with the thing, but I went with Hollywood Squares because of all the game show themed stuff that was going on in the background. I started trying to think like, oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Who do I know from the Hollywood Squares that's like popular? But also Brady Bunch. Brady, Wayne Brady. Brady could be Ladybug as well. Brady. The jury's not out <laughs> oh on Wayne God. Brady. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Wayne Brady is still involved in this season somehow. So, he's um, the constant. Yeah. It, it the, the like the thing is this you are right. This one was one of the very layered ones. There was a lot going on. Um they're southern or they sound southern. Uh there's a, been a lifetime of drama. They were born into the limelight and um apparently the media kept up with all their gossip from their family so this is someone that's like been through the ringer for a long time like their family's involved so then it's a debate of is it a famous family or not a famous family like what's going on no i i i mean i think that that's a really great point because when you talk about famous family is it oh the her actual family is famous or like famous family brady bunch wayne brady there you go. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but that's why, like, I guess I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know. It's hard because there are clues like the egg where it seems so obvious. And then clues like this where it's like, am I missing something obvious? Or maybe, the, again, this is the whole edgic of it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's going to be around for longer. So they're leaving out maybe the more obvious clues. I don't know. But uh, but we'll see. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be interesting to see where the ladybug goes. As far as the guesses from the judges they all had kind of a similar thought but different people so i'll list them out and you'll see what i mean by that uh, robin thick went with lily collins uh ken jong went with Lindsay lohan nicole scherzinger went with jamie lynn spears and then jenny mccarthy went with willow smith which by the way it was at this point i realized every time jenny mccarthy saying a guess the audience gets quiet they don't know how to react to her guesses because they're like how you can't say, so oh, she's bad. Southern, but then say Willow Smith. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. I So I got the whole thing with like, oh, we're going to fixate on the famous family. That's why I think it's a little bit of a trick. Also, I don't think it's someone that's younger. I feel like it's someone who's a little bit more experienced. I mean, I don't know if the whole like 50s game show setup thing was supposed to throw us off the trail. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just don't think it's someone like Willow Smith. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely don't think so, especially if there's drama in the family. I feel like the the Smiths are one of the more, like, less dramatic families in Hollywood, you'd argue. So would would anyone argue that? I don't know. Would anyone not argue that? What's the son? What's the son that has all the weird like Jaden Smith? Definitely. Listen, the kids are the kids are an interesting group of folk, but like. I feel like the family is tight knit in a way, maybe. I don't think they're like dramatic. They're weird. They're a weird family, but not dramatic. Okay, here's something that Jaden Smith tweeted. Oh no. Um how how can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? Yeah, these are definitely stoner tweets. I'll just like to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> he is smoking upon the devil's lettuce. I'm letting y'all know Jaden Smith is uh blazing it on 420. <laughs> 
Oh my god, this is a great one. If a if a cupcake falls from a tree, how far away will it be from Jupiter? Or how, wait, no, huh? no, no, that's not right. If a, if a cupcake falls from a tree, how far away will it be from down? Hashtag Jupiter. <laughs> I don't even know what this means. Yeah, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. Uh, I feel like Jaden Smith could come up with some wicked costumes for season three, though. That's when they start running out of ideas <laughs> for characters. Just get Jaden Smith on the line and he'll come up with something absolutely. Insane. Yeah, he's like, OK, um, just give okay. me 15 minutes. And I'll come up with some. Did you end up having any guesses for the ladybug yourself? Yeah, Eve Plum. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's the only guess I have. Otherwise, I have no idea. So I had a rando guess. Um, and then after we just talked about that three by three, I can make an argument for it. Okay. So I kind of started following the obvious line of like, oh, it's a family. Like it's a fam famous family. And I started going through the like list. It's like the ladybug can sing decent singer. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm like, who could it be? Okay. A little nervous. Why would they be nervous? Right. So here's a case I'm going to make for Ashley Simpson. Okay. Ashley Simpson. Oh my God. Has one billboard award to her name. Ashley Simpson is from a famous family, but like her sister's the famous one and there has been drama in that family. Ashley Simpson fumbled a incident on SNL live when she got caught lip syncing and stuff got really awkward. And that could be why the nerves are kicking in. Ashley Simpson if you want to look at the three by three and be like, why are all these things? They don't make sense because they're pieces of her. Her song, Pieces of Me, is probably her most famous song. Liana, are you with me here? I think I've just struck a thing. OK, so what I've learned here is that Ashley Simpson is part ham hock, bridge, pumpkin, cough car, scorpion, baseball bat, gavel. Like what? No. Although that little jig that she did when she was like super embarrassed, like hopping off of SNL, that was super. Was that SNL? I can't remember. I um, so. But that was like super funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't. Oh, and she's from Texas. Southern. Oh, because of the Southern accent. Yeah. I was like, oh, I've been through so much in my life. I don't know. I still think it's somebody older. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Sorry, experience. Um, I definitely, this is, again, not a guess that I'm going to die on a hill on, but it's mm -hmm. the guess I'm locking in until we get more details and I might have to retract. <laughs> okay, sure. That's fine. I mean, we'll, we'll get to see her at least one more round. So I think we'll get some more clues when that happens. Yeah. Good luck to the ladybug, because now we are at my favorite my stand card goes to this person this is rottweiler the rottweiler if you're nasty rottweiler was incredible <laughs> i loved it top to bottom the costume is decked out the rottweiler is body goals with the six pack he's styling he's got the drip everything with the <laughs> rottweiler was incredible and then you get to the voice and it's the voice of an angel Liana. We went with Maneater by Hollow Notes, and it was a bop and a half. I've listened to it a couple times. I'm not embarrassed to say it. Again, Thingamajig is the core um, support of the podcast is Thingamajig, but then underneath that, the Puya support goes to Rottweiler. I really think we're like we're going to see the Rottweiler for a long time here, and we could see a winner here. Yeah, so I, I I mean, I completely co-sign. I really enjoyed the Rottweiler's performance. Um, the look on Robin Thicke's face when the 
Rottweiler started singing was just like, (laughs) oh, my God, this is so amazing. Um, I was really fascinated by this performance. But I want to get to the clues because to be 100 percent honest, I have no freaking idea (gasps) who this person is. I think I've got it. Okay, well. Let me me give you my confusion first, and then you can help to clarify everything. So, first of all, someone who enjoys uh, looking your best, but then they go into the whole like, oh, pigskin under the Friday night light. So it's like a football player, but then they cut to the fantasy championship ring or whatever. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, okay, so I think it could be, I mean, I do have a guess, but I'm not 100% sure. So it's like, (laughs) okay, it's somebody from Friday night lights, or because there were a bunch of blue flowers that they focused on. Someone from the movie Varsity Blues, which I think was a guess, like James Vanderbeek was maybe a guess. Which, yeah, I don't know. That's the one that I think is maybe most likely. But I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm just confused. But if I had to pick somebody, I would go with James Vanderbeek. OK, so you're going with Robin Thicke. You're siding with Robin Thicke here. Please don't me. associate me <laughs> with Robin Thicke, because as someone who called the ladybug, uh, shake it up, glitter baby. Like, shut up, oh. Robin Thicke. Stop being so freaking creepy. But anyway, um, yeah, he's the please, worst. Uh, teach me. Okay, I'll teach you. Um, okay, so I'm not a thousand percent sure, but I'm very fairly certain um, that I have cracked the code here. So just bear with me. So the Rottweiler was bit by a Rottweiler as a kid, and that's why they went with this name to overcome their fear. But that clue. Oh, which hold on. Sorry, but just sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but I mean, I do mean to interrupt because I'd like to say something. The bitten by a Rottweiler. The first thing I thought was like, oh, my God, it's like Spider-Man. He was bitten by a radioactive (laughs) Rottweiler. Now he's turned into a real life Rottweiler. Okay, sorry. (laughs) The transformation is complete. Yeah. Yeah. So the Rottweiler had a lot of again, we're going back to the layers. A lot of different things. We had the football thing mentioned. We had the fantasy championship ring, Um, but these did nothing for me. Here's where I started feeling like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, I think I got it. So, Rose to Fame, hungry competitor, Rose to Fame happened almost overnight. Typically, what I associate with happening almost overnight is winning one of these shows, winning a competition where no one knows you and now you're a person, right? So, immediately, I'm like, okay, let's hold on to that for a second. Oh, my God. It's yeah. the monster. It's T-Pain. <laughs> T-Pain's back. <laughs> Sequel number two. Makes sense why I'm standing. I wish no. Then um, when the video package has this little record vinyl thing spinning and it says live. So in my head, I'm like, okay, live performer, singer. Okay, let's go with like, it's an actual proper singer. Then I started thinking, okay, I saw the blue rose. Like you mentioned, they zoomed in on this bouquet of blue, blue rose on a shelf. So I went ahead and I looked up what the, what the meaning is to a blue rose. Okay. A blue rose is a flower of the genus Rosa that presents blue-violet pigmentation instead of the common red, white, yellow. Blue roses are used to symbolize secret or unattainable love. However, because of genetic limitations, they do not exist. Basically, what I got from this was that the blue rose is just a mystery. It's what it is. However, I follow a person (laughs) from one of these singing shows who has a blue rose tattoo. This is a person who I have loved from the season they performed in. And I thought should have been the winner. So you could argue they were my fantasy winner. Mm. And before I reveal, so the other thing, the other clue we got was, um, I just want to show my daughters. It's not over. Right. I immediately thought they have daughters. They have two girls or whatever. 
But then I listened back to the song, Liana. The Daughters, It's Not Over. Chris Daughtry sings It's Not Over with his band Daughtry. Show the daughters. The daughters are his fans. He's back at it again. <laughs> it's Chris Daughtry. I'm calling it. This is my shot. And I love Chris Daughtry. I thought he should have beat Taylor Hicks in the one season of American Idol that I watched. Um, so I'm very pumped. And I think I think I got it. <laughs> wow. Uh, first of all, I'm really proud of you, Thank um, you for doing this, I guess, because this feels like very <laughs> conspiracy theory-ish. Like, did you put your tinfoil hat on before you went down this rabbit hole? I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I got that on lock. Okay, I'm already wearing it. Um, I mean, that makes sense. The daughter thing that it's not over like that line. Ooh, that's that could like it. seal the deal. No, that's a really good guess. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with you because I'm not insane, but um, <laughs> I could, wow, I'm, I'm and I am. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine you like living in a bunker, like googling things ridiculously. I don't know for some reason that rant like made me think of that. Um, do you I'm know if passionate. he was was he bitten by a Rottweiler? You should go rewatch that season of American Idol. And I should watch his audition, in, like a segment. Yeah, and like f- just watch all the clips that he was in. Definitely worth a weekend watch. Um, yeah. But the reason I feel very strongly about that line, Liana, is I went back to listen. The way he says daughter isn't like it almost like he doesn't pronounce the E, you know, like, yes, it's like so. Yeah, I feel good about this. I feel and like, thank you for the compliment. I don't think I'm ever going to strike lightning like this again on here because this is the yeah. one I was passionate about and I felt really good about. The other one was a little bit more obvious, but it was the ice cream, which yeah. we'll get to well, later. Yeah, we'll get that. You know, so actually, honestly, part of it is how you so when uh, during eggs segment, when the way yeah. that he said leap, I was like, oh, I know that. And actually, I had a hard time understanding when Rollo. Rottweiler said daughter because I couldn't quite understand what he was saying. And that mm-hmm. actually makes sense if he's trying to do like his own last name instead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh my God. That's so cool. Oh, I'm so excited to find out if that's real. Um, me too. Like this is, this is, this could be oh. an incredible find for me and a one and done, quite frankly. I don't think I can do this again. Like, okay. I felt so, very ooh, good. Okay. So apparently, as an expert, um, do you know, does he have any like wait and see? songs because the answer to the judge's question was like oh i have a wait and see attitude or something that is true that is true um well if you want to get into the uh, judge's guesses i will do a quick check on my spotify list and see if it's there Hmm. yeah so um what we got from the judges it seemed to be a lot of like boy band kind of guesses so nick lachey jc chazé brian luttrell um so essentially either like 90 degrees Backstreet Boys or NSYNC seem to like dominate. And I don't know if part of that was like, oh, well, we saw Joey Fatone last season. So obviously they're going to get another Backstreet Boy or NSYNC like boy band kind of person to come on this season, um, which I mean, I guess is a fair guess, um, but it doesn't really fit the clues necessarily. I mean, the only thing is like, I feel like the Backstreet Boys have like a black and blue album. So maybe if you're talking about like blue blue flower <laughs> black and blue i'm not sure <laughs> yeah um, but that seemed to be the predominant guesses from the judges and i would like for people who are listening to this to let us know because i'm pretty sure this is not true and it's not canon is brian Nick the, the lead singer i don't think so uh, who who elected him leader was he always the, the leader of the backstreet boys yeah 
I mean, did they really have a lead singer? I That's guess what I'm he I was like always out do. in front though of the like, you know, their yeah. like group pictures and stuff. I don't because I feel like so I, I I'm trying to think about it. I liked Kevin, but Kevin was also probably like the least known of them. You liked um, Kevin? Yeah. I'm a, I root for the underdog, except for here. I'm rooting for the Rottweiler. But yeah, I like the, the underdog. <laughs> um, like were you Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? No, I was Backstreet Boys all the way. Really? Yeah, I owned all the CDs and I owned the VHS of their live concert. And when I watched it, I was like, oh, I don't enjoy watching a live concert on tape. This is not fun. But I, my parents <laughs> bought it for me. Now I got to pretend I like it because they spent money on this. I did uh, the Millennium album. I did really mm-hmm. like that album. I remember listening to that on repeat and my dad coming in being like, Liana, what are you listening to? Because he didn't know that I bought it. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, uh, <laughs> definitely not pop music, dad. <laughs> cool, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe your guess is correct. I mean, I believe it, but yeah. I don't know. Well, I checked um, on Spotify. There's no song titled Wait and See. Uh, maybe I'll do a little bit of uh, Daughtry reminiscing this week okay. and we'll get back to you next week if that's a song on the uh, the album there or a discography rather. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So then we get to the final matchup of the night. Um, actually, wait, did we mention that uh, Ladybug? Yeah, you did mention Ladybug uh, lost against my guy, the Rottweiler. Sorry, Liana. Wait. Please forgive. <laughs> so we get the tree versus ice cream. And uh, this is a very intriguing one because I think these were two of the uh, more out there costumes of the season. And uh, immediately I'm going to pass it to you before, but not before I mentioned David Wisher's comment of how budget is tree? Was this made out of some random stuff in Jenny McCarthy's garage? Liana, what did you think of the tree? Oh, my God. I loved Tree's outfit. (laughs) Yes, 100% agree. It definitely looks like it was just made out of, like, the leftover crap. Um, But I will say, so I've watched some of the videos of the... the people who make these costumes. Um, so they've been putting them out on the Facebook page for the mass singer. And uh, a lot of time and effort does go into these costumes. So I don't want to belittle anyone's work. However, <laughs> it does look very cheap. Although the way it moves is actually really cool. I mean, essentially it's like this four tiered sort of structure um, with like, shitty Christmas lights and just weird styrofoam balls, like kind of hanging off of it. Um, which also leads to another uh, awkward comment of, uh, let's see, uh, oh, those tree balls are bouncing. That was Nicole uh, about her tree balls. Um, But I actually really like the tree costume because I think it really covers a lot of the body shape, um, Mm -hmm. which is definitely, I mean, factors into my guessing. So I think it makes it uh, a little bit harder when you really don't know what the person looks like under their awkward tree costume. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm all for us having as hard a time as figuring stuff out. I think hiding the physique is great. I think the it's a unique design with these hula hoops and everything. But like clearly whoever's in this costume has had time to use it because they know how to make the costume move. They really have figured out the the aerodynamics of this costume and they're nailing it. So I think that. That's great for what that is. It does look a little budget, but I'm here for it. You know, not everything has to be a production. Not everything has to be Ladybug. Like it can be tree can do its own thing and be like the underdog in a way of the design department. Because what I will say is that tree brought it in the singing department. I thought because like 
the tree mentioned that this is their first live performance. And if they had not mentioned that, I wouldn't have thought that. I thought they hit all the notes. I thought the vocals were good. And I really, really, really did enjoy this performance, ultimately. Yeah, so the tree performed High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. Um, I'm a huge Panic at the Disco fan. So I was yeah. very excited to see the song performed. I will say, I think that uh, there was a little bit of breath work. Um, that needs to be improved just because the song is really hard to sing. I mean, it requires a lot of power, but I think that the tree did a really good job. The belting at the end, obviously, is super, super strong. I mean, really amazing. So um, I can see the tree uh, probably not winning, but finishing. Uh, me- Sorry, what was it? Medium hard? Over medium. <laughs> Over medium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, in the pack. So um, I'm actually excited to see where she goes from here and like what songs we get to sing next. But I was before the clues, I was like convinced that this is a drag queen because yeah. <laughs> I thought I was like, <laughs> I don't know why I just was. Um, and then as soon as the clues started coming, it was a similar to my Wayne Brady moment of like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm like so wrong um, because the clues were all about like, oh, I love getting dolled up. But it was when the season is up, there's no use for me. And that was kind of a thing that like started coming up over and over again, where it seems like this is a person that really is only prevalent one time during the year. Um so I don't really have a good guess for her yet, but that was the biggest thing that stood out to me. I mean, there was this stuff about, like, oh, I, the cook, um, I'm like the old school entertainers who can do it all. So clearly she seems to be very well-rounded. Um, no hula hoop pun intended. Um, <laughs> well but uh, but maybe the cooking is seems to be more predominant. And then, yeah, the like relevant one time a year. So I don't know. Yeah. So like. Definitely this whole like I think the 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 thread that we need to focus on for the tree is the what famous for one thing and like once a year thing because they were trying to revolve it around Christmas. I'm starting to think we got to think of stuff that we only have once a year and see if the name rhymes with something. So like pumpkin spice. Is there anybody that their name rhymes with spice? Maybe there's something to look at there because they were zeroed in on Christmas and I genuinely don't think this person has anything to do with Christmas. I think that's the red herring. That's what they're trying to fool us with. So first of all, I don't know why something has to rhyme with pumpkin spice. I mean, their name isn't going to be pumpkin now, is it? Yeah, but does it have to rhyme with tree? No, I'm just it's hypothetical. Okay. So I agree with you that I think it's not Christmas. I think it's some okay. other thing that happens one time a year. So if that's, I don't know, um, or I'm Thanksgiving or yeah, Thanksgiving, Easter, Halloween, Fourth um, of July, you know, I don't know, I don't know. Who knows? At this point, it could be the Super Bowl, right? Like I have no idea. Um, but Super I, I, Bowl, it's Nick Kroll. Done, done. It's over. Super Bowl, Nick Kroll. Done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So the one, and I also, Liana, have to say, I don't have a guess, but I love that I don't have a guess because, like we've talked about at this point, the the costume be making it hard for us to figure out the physique of the person in the costume is great because we got like four different guesses from the judges, all different types of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the worst one of this round was Nicole with Zoe de Chanel. That was an awful decision. I do not think it's Zoe de Chanel, um, but. For me, the one thing I did notice in the costume that I don't know if you did, and I would like everyone to put onto their rap sheet as they're figuring this out, is that the costume has a mole on the left side of it. Did you notice this? Oh, that's got a beating mark? 
Yeah, on the left. Okay, it also has three eyelashes. And no eyebrows. Okay, well, don't just just focus on the beauty mark because I think this is someone without eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) Three eyelashes and a beauty mark on the left. And the mouth is perpetually open. (laughs) (laughs) And they've got a triangular head. Uh... (laughs) Ah. Okay, really narrowing it down. Sorry. Okay, so is the the beauty mark on the left side? Is that supposed to signify something? You think? I think that it could, I, I, because I didn't have any guess, I was trying to grasp at anything. And when I noticed that, I was like, ooh, this could be something that comes into play later. Or like, who do I know that has a mark on the left side? And then the only person I could think of was Iggy Azalea. And I'm like, that's not Iggy Azalea. So it's got to be someone else. I'll just have to wait and see if uh, I figure it out. Maybe once we get down later into the show and we've narrowed it down to like four people. This could mm-hmm. be the make or break. So we can come back to this then. Okay. Cindy Crawford, beauty mark on the left side of her face. Marilyn Monroe, dead, probably not an option. <laughs> Eva Mendez, beauty mark on the left side of her face. Goldie Hawn, wrong side. Uh, Paula Abdul? Paula Abdul. Famous for one no. thing? I mean, she's famous for more than one thing, but like, does everyone remember her from American Idol now? Is she still an idol? I don't think she's on Idol anymore. Island hmm. of the Idols. Oh, Island of the Idols, idly by, stand by. Bye bye, man. Jonathan Penner. Jonathan Penner is the tree. Done. Everyone, pack your bags. Nailed it's over. it. Ugh. I'm so sorry. Well, we're going to look so bad with some of these guesses. Oh, this is a disaster. All right, yeah. let's move on before we make even more of a fool of okay. ourselves. So now we get to the chilliest of them all. You know, the gelatinous, no, not gelatinous, gelato, whatever. It's the ice cream. Liana. Jello? I, I was going to go with gelatinous like because Jell-O? gelato. Does anyone actually like eating jello? I think jello is reserved for post-operation snack. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe. <laughs> like, I, I feel like the only time I see jello on TV is right after, like, in a hospital bed, and they're, like, waiting, and their friends show up, and like, hi, everyone, I'm just having a little bit of jello. How are you doing? Like, Why do they talk like that? Because their mouth's full of jello and they're talking with their mouths full. That sounds like your Tom Green impression. Would you like Natalie? We have jello. Would you like some jello? We have sandwiches. Would you like a sandwich? <laughs> oh my God, this is so obscure. All right, ice cream. <laughs> ice cream. So this was one that I also, similarly to the Rottweiler, but the Rottweiler took like two rewatches to get to. Ice cream within the first package. I was like, I think I know who this is. Because it was very obvious for me personally, as someone who has seen this person, why am I acting like we don't know? I knew who this was, Liana, instantly. I knew it was Ninja and everything pointed in that direction. And for me, the sell was when we saw Ninja bop it down, karate chop onto the floor and his really lame dance of holding his hands to the left and then moving them to the right. Um, Yeah, I knew it was Ninja. And I know we went. We talked about his clues before we did his performance, but I just want to say I knew it was Ninja. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. So this was a performance that in retrospect, I was like, 
Oh, of course. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, but yeah, like, I'm sorry. I'm not, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but what I did do is I went to the um, Mass Singer Facebook page because I was like, I need to find old curmudgeon people like me who don't know who Ninja is. <laughs> and apparently a lot of people were like, oh, I didn't know who it was, but my son guessed it. And I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> apparently I need yeah. a child to help me out with this. Um, someone was like, oh, my nine-year-old son guessed Ninja, but of course he did. Hashtag Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Ariel mentioned in the uh, patron group as well that uh, she asked her kid, and it was like, "Who has pink and blue hair?" Like, oh, you mean Ninja? Done, easy. Which- like Ninja's pretty synonymous in the uh, online community, and he's roasted to infamy because of his um his gameplay and uh, playthroughs of Fortnite. Mm-hmm. constantly no so actually here's what i loved about this decision from the production team and i know this is like maybe too much but it was like okay how do we get the kids interested like oh my god <laughs> it was ninja like sh- there could be other you know youtubers and twitch streamers and whatnot maybe we'll see taryn armstrong next <laughs> he's gonna Twitching hate it, it up. yeah <laughs> Um, so I don't know. I was actually super, super into this. Also, the fact that Ninja did Old Town Road as the song was just like such a freaking meme. Like, really, bro? Like, this is what you're going to choose to do? Um, yeah. So I was I was here for it, though. Yeah, it was kind of the perfect song for someone like Ninja. This, this whole Internet thing, like uh, Old Town Road rose to infamy because of the uh, app TikTok. Uh-huh, uh, because exactly. Lil Nas X, fun fact, the uh, the singer, uh, made his song available on TikTok for free use. Anyone could use it. No copyright claims. And it blew up from there. And now it is, uh, you know, known as quite possibly the most famous song of 2019. So, yeah. Yes. Thank you yeah. for knowing the history. Because, like, Thank I you. was, like, more like Robin Thicke. I was like, what's the word for streams? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what stream Downloads. <laughs> users. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it, it for Ninja, it is one of those where I f- think the majority of people could if he is if he made it to like two more rounds. Right. I think still a lot of people wouldn't know who he is. And that's because of his medium. Right. He is famous. Not even he's not even a YouTuber. Technically, he's more of the uh, Twitch stream mm-hmm. fame, but also specifically, he's more of the Fortnite fame. So unless you dabble in either of those two things you're not really going to know who he is he has hit the mainstream a little bit with the uh, the like the explosion of fortnite last year um he's been on fallon and he's he actually has this really awkward thing liana where he uh, was a part of the uh, uh dick clark's new year's uh, rock and eve and he had to like perform and he like tried to make the entire audience do the Fortnite dance with him and no one was doing it and it was god awful. So he's been around. He's been around in other avenues, but no one's really going to know who he is outside of that. Like I said, for me, it took the karate chop onto the boards and then his dance to really know what it is. And in retrospect, doing the rewatch, his whole stage setup is kind of Fortnite-y as well. So... I feel like if you know him, you would have gotten it instantly. And if you have no idea who he is, you wouldn't have even gotten it. Yeah. My favorite guess of all, though, was um, Ken Jong grossly mispronouncing PewDiePie and saying PewDiePie. <laughs> yeah, even <laughs> I know that that was incorrect. Yeah, <laughs> like, come on, Ken. 
PewDiePie. <laughs> He's only the highest subscribed YouTuber of all time. No, what moment. I loved, I loved was Jenny McCarthy being like, well, it's someone definitely like young and hip from YouTube or from MTV. And I was like, Oof. when did anyone from MTV become like, I mean, recently, right? Like there's this whole other network um, of young people who are becoming famous. But I guess my biggest question, and maybe you can answer this, is are Ninja and Logan Paul friends? Is that a thing? Um, I don't think they they dabble in the same circles. And no, I would I would definitively say no because if Logan Paul and Ninja were in any way associated, we would be bashing Ninja a little bit more than we are now. Okay, because Logan it. Paul's the worst. Got it. Um, we are an anti Logan Paul podcast. Please and thank you. Um, I would say the the WTF moment uh, guess of this whole thing was Nicole Scherzinger being like, it's the Snapchat creator because the Snapchat cre- it has ice an ice cream filter. I was like, okay, so but you're not gonna take into account the money thing and the fact that they perform and they do things like who knows who the Snapchat creator is? Why would you know that? I know it's an app. That's it. Yeah, no, I mean, first of all, props to Nicole, though, for like knowing who created Snapchat because she like knew the name of the person. Um, Talk about obscure. Yeah. Which I don't know. But also isn't Snapchat like completely in the hole now? Like they've lost a lot of money recently. Uh, yeah, honestly, I feel like IPO was like valued super high when they went on the market, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they, yeah, like I think once Instagram decided to introduce stories, that's kind of when Snapchat's whole thing went away because the appeal was I send a thing. It disappears after 24 hours. Lovely. Instagram stories do that. So now it's kind of like just there for some filters. Every now and then one will pop in. Um, they had one over the summer where um, it would change you. So like if I took a, sel- a filter selfie with this filter, it would change me to a woman. And that was interesting for a little bit. Everyone was doing that. Like, And if you were a woman, it would change you into a man. So like, that was a thing that was going on for a bit that like brought it back up for like two minutes. But mm-hmm. honestly, Snapchat's dead. Yeah, so point. Snapchat has lost more than $20 billion in value since its IPO and could be about to get worse. And this was published. Oh, this is January, <laughs> 20, uh, January 2019. So even. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, I remember a time where what are we a, a, a st- like stock market podcast? I don't know anything about business. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll 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 you know tune in next week when we talk about the uh, the ups and downs of Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> like Beyond Meat has raised so much money. All right. All right. The flamingo, aka Mark Zuckerman. Oof. Mark Zuckerman. Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg, yeah. Listen, it's been a long day. We can't okay? all be Nicole Scherzinger's, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, Jeff Pesos. Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's keep going. All right, sounds good. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, well, Pootie Pie. Um, <laughs> okay, like what's his name? Thing. Ninja was uh, the ice cream man. So <laughs> that's just that ice happened. cream. Yeah, I know. I'm. Hmm. Forgive me. Okay. So then we get to the second SmackDown of uh, the evening, and it is Ladybug versus Ice Cream, which quite honestly, I feel like the writing was on the wall from the yeah. minute it was these two. I was like, okay, how is, you know, Ice Cream not going to leave here? Yeah, I mean, I think the song choice of doing Whip It by Devo was really good for Ice Cream's vocal range, and essentially you just have to talk the lyrics. Um, yeah. But then when um, Ladybug did Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Pat Benatar, she killed it i thought like i love that song also so again standing ladybug till the day i die um (laughs) 
Uh, so I, I mean, I thought for me, it was like immediately evident, even if you take away the two previous performances, just based on the SmackDown for me, I thought it was super clear. There was no real intrigue to um, who I thought was going to go home. Yeah, no, I think out of all the performances we saw tonight, anyone going head to head with ice cream would have stayed. If egg was facing ice cream, egg would have still been here. Honestly. <sighs> Please don't mention that. I'm telling you, the egg going home was so sad. And especially then when Nick Cannon. Okay, so so when they got revealed, then they got to sing the song that they like sung during that performance. And Nick Cannon is just like awkwardly singing in the background like some, I don't know, like drunk friend at karaoke. Like you're trying to do your thing. And then Nick Cannon just like shows up. It's like trying to sing along. Like yeah. somehow he found a microphone and was trying to contribute and you're just like want to push him off stage. Like, go away, Nick. It's not about you, Nick, yeah. with your $1.2 million per shoe diamond shoes that you're rocking. Do you rocking. think that's real? Honestly, probably. I feel like Nick Cannon do does think? spend money like that. What is Nick Cannon's net worth? Nick oh, that is a good thing to check because, because I am not sure. He, what did he say? It was like one point something million dollars. One point two like, per shoe. Yeah, so two point four. Yeah. Come on. No way that's real. What's his uh let me see. Let me see. Okay. So we're gonna quick check on the show proper net canon net worth. He is worth four point five million. There's no way he spent half his income. Okay, that's it's not canon. Nick Cannon is not canon, y'all. No, sorted. Nick Cannon net worth fifty million. 50 or 15? 50, 5 zero. That's what I see. Oh, okay. Then scratch what I said. He totally bought these. But Nick still, Cannon is one, what do you, like 1.2. 2% of your income you're going to spend on shoes? I wouldn't be surprised. Like, Calculate how like, money I Because, like, yeah, it makes sense because like, he hosted America's Got Talent for a long time. Okay, you has, know what? Let's, okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> you don't want to talk about the ups and falls of Nick Cannon's financial situation? Oh my god, the jokes about like him getting divorced were pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I like that. I like that. Okay. Actually, I thought in general, I thought the um the judges actually were really entertaining to me. I felt like Ken Jong wasn't too much, he wasn't too extra. Um the yelling during the performances I still don't necessarily appreciate, but um you know what? I I was okay with it. Yeah, I, I will have to say I laughed at more of Ken Jong stuff than I wanted to, and I kind of hated myself for it, but it was fun. Their banter just definitely improved. I think they all know each other a lot better, and it really shows, and that is a welcomed introduction into the show for me. The more and more they all know each other and they have in-jokes, the better it is, because C- clearly they all make fun of Ken Jong not knowing anybody and his guesses. They make fun of Nick Cannon and his height. Like, Ken and Nick have good back and forth. So, I'm here for all of this. I will still say that their guesses are awful. But, you know, it'll work. It'll work eventually. I mean, one of them guessed correctly to, uh, with uh, Johnny Weir. So, we're, we're getting there. We're getting one step at a time. One step at a time here. Yeah. Um, so, I have a few questions um, that were asked in a last-minute thread we put out um, to sort of, like, wrap some things up. So, um, one person asked, uh, are the costumes reused? Um, Sherry asked this, is there a list of options? Um, so, no, the costumes are not reused. They're, like, made custom each time, um, which is actually kind of cool. That's true. And I think like, you know, if you're someone like the monster, you've got ingenuity, you just add stuff to it when you need to for your performances. So it's there you can add on, but it's the same default base every time. 
Yeah, I'm actually going to be curious to see if that happens because I know that like the peacock did a little bit, but mainly it was the monster that did it. And I feel like if you have a costume that you can kind of like change a little bit, that makes your character a little bit more dynamic um, and maybe mm-hmm. more interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, uh. Do you think the judges know the real identity of the singers? Um. I. I mean, honestly, I think they don't know. I think they're genuinely guessing. Yeah, I mean, if they knew, they would try very hard to be as close as possible without being right, if anything. Some of these guesses in the last... Someone guessed Obama last season. Like, there's no way they know who they are. Because like, I, it would just make them look more stupid for no reason. Oh my god, I was texting Mike Bloom, and I think I made this joke that it was like, oh, they like to spill the tea. Uh, tea. England. Queen of England. Must be the Queen of England. <laughs> it's the same thing. Um, someone else. Okay, so BB Fan Doug asked, do you think the skeleton should have won over the egg in the head-to-head? I feel like a loaded question. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think the egg should have stayed. Just saying what I'm saying. Oh, Liana, you're really not going to so get... Sad. Poor Johnny <laughs> <Yeah>. Weir. <laughs> Poor Johnny Weir. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to get over this easy. No. So yeah, unfortunately, Johnny Weir and Ninja got revealed, but you know, life goes on. Yeah, I mean, in order if in order to lose Ninja, we had to lose Johnny Weir. I guess I'll deal with it because Ninja being closer to the end would have probably been awful because no one would have known who Ninja is, and it would have been one of those like pull the rug from under me, like oh, I don't care about this person. So for Ninja's next uh, stunt for publicity, like publicity stunt. Um, mm-hmm. who do you think he should challenge in a boxing match? Okay, so Logan Paul is already taken. Um, so not him. Not I think it should be it should be Pootie Pie. I think they should Poo- go head to head. Yes, Pootie Pie. <laughs> Pootie Pie. Which like I love the pronunciation now. We're just gonna call him Pootie Pie. Alright, that's all so, I got. Yeah. Okay. I have a couple of questions from the uh, patron group as well. Um, so Jessica Sterling said, I like that the clues were more difficult, but still think the costumes give too much of their physique away, with the exceptions being Tree and Ladybug. How can they make it more difficult with the singer's heights? I mean, honestly, based on my confusion, like clearly I have no idea what's going on when it comes to most people. Um, but I think that's a really good point. You know, I know Puya, you and I talked about in our preseason podcast about how they'd either be like maybe padding the costumes or adding extra height to try to throw people off. But I don't know, based on what I've seen so far, it seems like they're really not going out of their way to do that a lot. So I think there are absolutely measures that you could see in the future that may help to obfuscate what the physique of the person. Um, but it's something that they're not doing. I don't I don't think all that much this season, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I definitely felt coming into the season that they're going to work that out. Obviously, they remove the heights, which is great. But at the same time, it doesn't seem like they've really figured out the formula yet. I think this is something that we could look at maybe at season three, because if the clues are getting harder. That's an improvement. So the next one is make the costumes harder and then we'll see where it goes. Cause I honestly, obviously I thought Wayne Brady uh, for thingamajig was my primary guess. But then now that I'm out on that, I'm also like, well, Wayne Brady isn't that height, isn't the thingamajig's height. So I genuinely believe that there's going to be platforms involved. There's going to be like a little bit of modification here and there, but we'll just, this is an evolution of the mass singer. We're going to get there. Just not yet. I'm excited for our audiobook. <laughs> yeah, covering, se- 
Seasons one to four, because it might not go beyond four. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> hey, there's a lot yeah. of international versions that we could tap into, okay? That <laughs> is Shannon true. Shannon Gates up in here, and we'll take care of that. <laughs> Done. Shannon, we're going to call you. We're going to call you. Um, so this is actually the perfect segue to what I would probably deem the last question for today. And it's, how much is Mixer going to have to pay Mass Singer uh, from Fox? So I'm going to rephrase this a little bit. This was from Edmo. Um, so, Liana, do you know what Mixer is? Um, yeah, obviously, because I'm super with it and hip. Yeah. YOLO. Okay, so so. I'll, I'll believe you. I don't believe you. So Mixer is a also a streaming service that has now started taking gaining a little bit of popularity, primarily because Mixer brought in Ninja from Twitch. They stole him from Twitch. And now Ninja is a Mixer guy. And this is what I think could happen, Liana. So Fox is very famous for backing the wrong shows and dropping the wrong shows. And by famous, I mean, I can think of one instance, and that's Brooklyn Nine-Nine being dropped down and them Firefly. fumbling. They don't know over. how to handle Firefly. good shows. Firefly Screw was on you, Fox. Fox. Okay, yeah. You see, Fox don't know what they're doing. So I think inevitably, when they choose to mistakenly drop the mass Singer, Mixer's like, hey, you know what? Let's, let's be the next digital enterprise. Let's be the next Amazon Prime. Um, and they're going to, they're going to pick up the mass Singer. So my prediction is Mixer is going to take mass Singer on after season four, and then we're going to be talking about the mass Singer still, but through Mixer. No, Mixer, like Snapchat, won't exist in several months. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, who knows? I mean, I don't know. Sure. If you're going to have longevity as a tech company, I mean, I think it's very difficult to do. So, um, sure. Maybe the Mass Singer can be your flagship show and you will just, like, kill it. I don't know. Maybe uh, the first person eliminated ice cream will be able to network for you. I don't know. Um, I don't understand the question and I won't respond to it. Oh. Very sick reference, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I just watch Arrested Development. Yeah. All right. And on that note, that about covers everything for the premiere episode. Now, next week, we're going to be going back to a shorter episode of The Masked Singer. There's going to be four uh, singers performing. And then the week after that, the remaining four. So we still have a bunch of reveals coming in. We're only halfway through. But it's been a very exciting time. Great time to be here and talk all this nonsense. Liana, thank you so much for today. I've really pleasantly enjoyed myself. Egg, 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 egg. <laughs> I um, also did like the uh, Rot the Arsenio Hall Rottweiler of who, 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 who. Yeah, no, I thought that was good. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Um, we didn't get to see, I feel like, did they do the take it off thing with the mask reveal? They did. They did. Right? We, we, yeah. Take it off is still here. To take stay. it off. Take it take off. It which that's <laughs> not appropriate, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> you know what? I am so excited. I loved watching this first episode. I was engaged. I was excited. I have people that or I don't even know if I can call them people. I have monsters <laughs> that have rooting interests to me um, or animals or whatnot. Um, I'm just Really excited to talk about all this stuff with you. And I'm so curious to know how everything is going to play out on the season. Same. I can't wait. This brought it all back. Just this premiere brought all the mem the fond memories right? of the ridiculousness of season one. And I'm just here for more. I want more. Give me more. I love the show.
<laughs> yeah, same. So then next week, we're going to get Black Widow, Leopard, Flamingo, and Panda performing. And until then, if you have any questions at any point for anything regarding The mass Singer, at this point, regarding the ups and downs of Snapchat, regarding Wayne Brady, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Puyaism. And Liana, where are you at? Oh, yeah. So you can find me on social media at Liana Boris. You know, chilling, hanging out. Chilling. Don't ask me yeah. anything. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here. <laughs> and if you would like to hashtag this podcast, Liana, should we go ahead with a Wayne Brady one? I feel like that's only fair. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so confusing. It's like hashtag the mass singer, hashtag Wayne Brady. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure Wayne Brady is not involved at all. <laughs> Hashtag Wayne Brady is all of them. Oh, my God. Although I thought about. OK, so I did think about. Sorry, this is like super tangentially related. But like, what would be a good segment for the show? of Like creepy Robin thick comments. Um, okay. So I don't know if we can make hashtag shake it up. Glitter baby. Comment. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably too long. I think hashtag Wayne Brady is appropriate. All right. Sounds good. Well, the hashtag Wayne Brady, hashtag RHAP, hashtag The Masked Singer, hashtag Liana Boris, hashtag egg. <laughs> hashtag egg, egg, egg. Egg, egg, egg. All right. So from myself, please, Anne Vakili and Liana Boris, have fun. Hope you enjoyed. And we will unmask you next week. Take care. <laughs>